I'm Loza. I'm Isaias. And this is Light and Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a young married couple living in Los Angeles. Walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we explore matters of light, love, and life. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Light and Love. I am one of your hosts, Isaias. And I'm Loza. And if you say our names in that order, the true tagline for our combined name should be Isaias Low. But unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't have a ring to it the way Loseus does. Yeah, actually, fun fact, the name Loseus came from Isaias' sister. Abby? Abby, who during our wedding, we were looking for a hashtag for our wedding. And I think it was right around the time. And she was like, oh, Loseus kind of has a ring to it. And we were like, hey. I mean, that was like around the same time all the people out in the public ether were just combining their names, like couples and such. Like Benifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought we was something. We, thought, we really thought that. we was doing something. But here we are almost six years later still claiming the name. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so much so that my own family, my parents bought us pillow covers that said Loseus on them. I don't even know if they know my name. They just <laughs> know our shared name. Um, yeah. Anyways, welcome to Light and Love with Loseus podcast episode number six. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, we wanted to share some fun uh, reviews that we got on Talk Apple Podcasts. Good job, y'all, on the call to action from we last get, time. We get a lot of love out here. We you really guys, be getting a lot yeah, of love. Follow through on the Spotify and um, rated us using the three ellipses at the top of each episode. Um, and we then pretty on, much have all five star ratings except from one person. I don't know was, who you are. It's probably our audio quality. <laughs> and I don't blame you. You know what you should do if you don't like our audio quality? We have a donor box uh, link on That's our page. That's actually a great opportunity to talk about that. Can you tell us more about the donor box? I sure can, Isaiah. Um, the donor box is just a way to support the podcast, right? Yep. We're working to get you guys better video and audio. Um, hey, support small up. business, support black business. Yeah. It's February, okay? But, but stuff gets expensive, and so we definitely want to make this a collaborative approach if you guys want us to... Bring bring more quality content, definitely. Um, that is ask, definitely the goal. Yeah, our great ask would be that you guys would collaborate with us in that way. So feel free to support. The link will be in the show notes. Um, but regarding the a couple Apple yes. podcast reviews, uh, we've got one here from uh, a Fiona. I read this and I thought it was a really nice review, so thank you, Fiona underscore. She says, titles it, amazing, love, 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 these mm. conversations, so insightful and pleasantly relevant for those of us that aren't in the, that are in a different season, stage of our lives compared to you both. Just goes to show how powerful God's goodness can translate when we have people like Isaiah and Loza who are willing to let him use them as a vessel. Thank you both so much. Can't wait to see more. Love that. Thank so, you, Fiona. So nice, Fiona. And then one more from a Sebi.ha. Can I read this one? Yes, please. Okay, the title of it says, Thought-Provoking with an exclamation point. I like the way we're starting. Uh, I listened to all the episodes so far, and please keep them coming. I find your talks and discussions to be very genuine, inspiring, faith-strengthening, and uplifting. That's, that's very kind of you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, as you guys continue to put these reviews, we like them just as encouragement for ourselves. In addition, it helps Apple Podcasts 
um, kind of bring our podcast to the forefront. We sit as in our well, living so. room at night, just pouring over them, eating popcorn and tea. We, we don't, but <laughs> it's a cute idea. We should do that for a date night, actually. Um, but seriously, we do appreciate you guys. Yeah, it means so a lot. Thank you so much for that feedback. So without further ado, let's get into it. Today's okay. episode, we are finally on the topic of life. Yep. As you guys know, we're working through light, love, and life. We are to life right now, and this working title is High, high off, off My Own, own supply. supply. My or your or our. You know, it's, All of our I was supplies. hoping for some, some synchronous... Synchronicity there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, but so no. I, as you can see, working title, but... Yeah. Um, Isaiah can give us some insight as to why that seems to be our working title. We had a inspiring conversation around this and wanted to dive in Is more there together a on why the podcast. You're calling me out and pushing it towards me. Go ahead, tell the people, tell the people your revelation. Well, um, I have to be honest. I learned something about myself this week, and I actually didn't learn. I, I've kind of known this about myself, but it became crystal clear to me, which is uh, I like to get high. Off my own supply. And by that, I mean, it's like such a, it's such a, like, unsuspecting thing at times, but as someone who... Sorry to pause you. What does that mean for our viewers that have no idea what high off my own supply is? Well, I'm trying to explain it. Oh, excuse me. Continue. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of an unsuspecting thing at times, especially as someone who loves the concept of hard work and enduring and achieving and results. Um, I'm very outcome oriented at times. And when certain outcomes arrive, uh, I have a tendency to let a small thought creep in that uh, is very self-congratulatory. I feel like I'm that guy. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like I am him. They call me Himothy out in these streets. Oh I am the <laughs> You guys. And you know, I wish I could say he's lying, but that seems to be a common statement that he'll walk around the saying, I'm Himothy. And I'm like uh, side eyeing my husband on the regular, but honestly, so continue. like that and I'm just being very I'm just being too real right now. But like even though I know I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious about this, obviously, mm-hmm. but at the core, deep down inside, in the corner that no one can see, I really feel like I'm that guy. And I think, <laughs> but so so guy flies <laughs> high as a kite, guys. But but here's the here's the thing though, I think the the nuance of what needs to be differentiated and distinguished is what the healthy balance between a healthy competence is, um, one that really. Um, have a, a sense of belief in self, but at the end of the day still realizes that when it's all said and done, it doesn't start and end with me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where this kind of conversation was birthed from because truthfully, after everything I've experienced, I know at the end of the day that all the good things in my life come from God, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that realization has been kind of revealed to me through both industries that I work in, whether mm-hmm. it's the entertainment industry or the real estate business that we're in, I've seen enough highs and lows that have humbled me. I've seen the mountaintops that have let me see that truly only God could have helped me accomplish you know, these certain things. And at the end of the day, that creeping feeling of like me feeling like I'm that guy still kind of creeps in there. And, I, and it's just a sobering reminder that 
I'm actually not that guy. I'm really mm-hmm. not that guy. Mm-hmm. And truly, you know, all this to say is that all, all good things come from God, but still, it's still something I wrestle with. Yeah. So that, that's a fascinating concept, the idea of trying to balance being confident and humble. And can the two of those things actually coexist? Honestly, I blame my dad. Um, yeah, tell, tell us I blame more. my dad because, and, and you know, here's the thing about it. It's like, when I was a kid in our family, mm-hmm. my dad had very specific rules in our house about what was and what was not allowed. One thing that was not allowed, mm-hmm. you could not ever walk around the house and ever profess the words out of your mouth. I can't. Like to the point where he would say, I'm going to make, make, he almost made a banner. He, I think he might have actually done that. Um, but like, the words I can't can never be professed in our house. Mm-hmm. And he really emphasized within us this idea that we could do anything. Mm-hmm. We could do anything. Uh, he called me senator growing up, yeah, you know? Well, and it's like, these things perpetuated over time definitely inform the person that I am today. The sense of belief I have in, in, in what I believe I could do, I'd say, is largely connected to that. Mm-hmm. Um, over time, it's been compounded by the belief that I've grown into, which is, of course, these talents, these skills, whatever I have that are good in me come from God. Mm-hmm. And I need, I need God at the end of the day to do anything. So I think that is the sobering and important realization. But it's really sometimes a murky... Uh, murky waters to differentiate where one starts and what ends. Do you credit the fruit to God and the process to yourself? Or do you find that it's easy for you to incorporate God even in the process, in the struggle, in the, in the grind of things? Because I think a lot of the times we'll look at, you know, once that we see the fruit of maybe long and hard worked for labor and it's once you get to the end that you're like, oh, you know, I, man, I did that. You know, I, I was in the grizzly. I handled that. I was working really hard and then give credit to yourself at the end. Um, some people will also do it to where you get to the very end and realize, man, I couldn't have done that without God. Where in those two boats do you find yourself? I feel like a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of everything. Um, it kind of just depends on the given journey and how I arrived there. But to, um, to, to provide more context, I feel like over time, I've I've experienced enough humbling moments mm. where that's really taught me the importance of not sticking my nose too high, Ooh. because I I think in even even not too long ago, mm-hmm. us together going through things and like really questioning, like, did we make a good decision Mm -hmm. with you leaving your job? Mm -hmm. Was this really something that we calculated properly? We can't anticipate all the different factors that are changing Mm -hmm. around us. Like this sense of belief of like, oh, I got this, then translating and then then realizing that certain factors are completely out of our control, Mm -hmm. make you realize quickly like, yo, I actually don't have this. Mm-hmm. regardless of where this sense of belief start mm. how it started where it came from and sometimes i feel like those humbling moments are what what really help you to tap into oh, okay what where do i really believe my help comes from mm-hmm. because i've seen the i've seen the extent of what i believe i'm capable of mm-hmm. and now i need to tap into something bigger than myself and yeah. it's a lot of times through that process that i found that wow the things that I really felt like were the end of 
like what I felt like was possible really was the birth of mm-hmm. what God was going to use to set us up for the next thing. Ooh. Truly, yeah. all things do work together for the good of those who love God. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that Romans 8.28, I feel like, was very revelatory in kind of some of the things we've experienced mm-hmm. recently and knowing that, wow, God, God could, God's really more interested in what he's doing in me than what he's going to do through me at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, it's all about that character. Um, I've even on my own respective journey as well. I think I know my Achilles heel is also pride, but pride from a stubborn perspective, you know, of thinking I know better. But when it comes to this topic as to like, am I giving credit to God where it's due? I had to learn very early on that you can either humble yourself under the mighty hand of God or God can humble you. What you don't want to happen is God humble you because, you know, at the end of the day, there is only one who can be God. True. There is only one who has the authority. There is only one who will let you know who is God. And so a common prayer of mine is, I am, um, you are God and I am not. Yeah. And let that be well with my soul. Because yeah. I think we are taught, you know, there's so many poems, so many things where they talk about being the captain of your own ship and yeah. this and that. And the rhetoric that's often told in society is one where you kind of play the God of your story. Oh, and because that's the case, it makes it to where when good things happen, you're thinking, I quote unquote, not to call y'all out, but manifested that, or I, I did that, I or mean, I'm him, Mathy. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, <laughs> you know? true, like, and the, and the thing is, when you say it like that, I think it makes it that much more clear as to what it really is. Mm-hmm. But I think the different ways we package it in today's culture, society, mm-hmm. I think makes it feel and look so much less harmless yeah you know it's like okay yeah because like think about the two industries where i occupy most of my space real estate okay, and real acting. estate and, and entertainment mm-hmm. let's take the entertainment side that's i feel like just riddled with a sense of i you mm-hmm. know which i think to some extent it's, it's so interesting because i feel like a strong sense of belief in, in self is important mm-hmm. you know like you have to you have to believe that you can defy all odds and work mm-hmm. towards something mm-hmm. but I think where things start veering left is when you ultimately think that it begins and ends with you, Ooh, you know? That part, yeah. And I think that's where you see like, even like this manifestation stuff. It's like, I, I believe this, I want this. And as a result, it's going to happen because I willed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that puts a little, that that's such a, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it's kind of an egocentric Thing. It's like totally. to think that it all revolves around everything that you do when in reality you don't know if you're going to have breath in your lungs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Who gave us who gave us the cognitive abilities in the first place? Yeah. You know, yeah. how do I know I'm going to be able to walk and talk tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It's like the breath in my lungs. I'm, I'm relying on this belief that all these things that I have the capacity for right now will be around tomorrow. When in reality, it's only God that gives me breath, you know, mm-hmm. in this exact moment. Right. You know, right. And. I've just come to realize that I have to, I have to recognize clearly that whatever good happens, whatever bad happens, let it all be done in the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I'm going to keep going until God tells me differently, but it really does. It's really not, it's really not about me. I believe in myself. I know that God's given me the ability to work hard and to, and to persist and to endure, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's, it's really not about me at the end of the day. Yeah. I love um, 
That reminds me of the verse that says, Not to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ask, hope, think, or imagine, according to him whose hand is at work within you. And yeah. what I love about that is like, the reason God is able to do these extraordinary things in the lives of ordinary people through biblical accounts and through testimonies and things that we've seen is because it's his hand at work. Yeah. And I think people fail to understand that not only does the will to work come from him, the hand completing the work comes yeah. from him. And, you know, it says that he does all of these things for some larger story that he's telling us. We kind of had touched on in the book of you and when we fail to see that and we think that life begins and ends here right. on earth, that there's no concept of eternity, um, and the ultimate gain is self-glory, it's so easy to put the self at the epicenter, you know? Um, even for myself growing up, and just to kind of give background for how I was raised, my dad was also fatherly figures, especially in like cultural households kind of drive this point of like doing great things and believing in yourself and my dad was the same, and so I always had this, I always used to, you know, be like, I want to make mad money, I'm going to be independent, right. and I'm going to hustle my way there, you know, and so I was relentless about that pursuit, and the idea was that if any concept can be deduced, can be reasoned, you can learn it, I can break down anything, right. like, you couldn't tell me I couldn't learn rocket science, if I sit and I study and I work hard enough, I could do it, but I think... That drive took me a very long ways until I accepted the Lord. And not even until my first job, I remember I was working as a pharmacist in Dallas. Um, and in that job, that job ended up getting bought out by a larger, it was a small independent, but it yeah. got bought out by a larger pharmacy. And I thought to myself, wow, like, to think that you can, like, work for all these things, but there's so much outside of your control. Exactly. I've been moments where I haven't been able to pay the bills. There have been moments where, you know, I that job didn't end up working out. I lost my job. I was unemployed. Seasons where I was waiting on God and things weren't working out. And I came to understand that truly all things are by him, through him, and for him. And thinking that you've got control of just the story yeah. is foolish. It's true. It's foolish. honestly foolish. And so even I, you know, coined the term to myself, I actually am not confident in my own abilities because your own abilities can only get you so far. But to be Godfident, right, is believing in the mm. nature of God and trusting that in this singular moment, the reason I'm even able to sit here and have a conversation with you listeners or, you know, with you, Isaiah, is because God's grace has somehow sustained me. I'm free of, you know, disease currently. My mouth is able to function. I'm able to blink. I'm able to sit here in a house that's warm. Like all of these things are created and crafted by God's grace. The and things that we take for granted. 100%. Not understanding that you are held together, moving and operating by the grace, the sheer grace and mercy of God and why we haven't been squished from our disobedience and riddled with disease and all of these things is from the goodness and the graciousness of God to allow us to even attempt to live life um, beautifully. And to think that you could try to live that life without giving credit to the one who designed you, right. without giving credit to the one who's like, come I on, think, we, we erect ourselves into our own gods and our own idols. And that's where, you know, we don't want Ish to hit the fan. Yeah, and I think, I think that's the importance cool. of recognizing that you serve a God who is outside of time, outside of space, who can 
exist above and around all of these things and can truly weave the story together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like to think that in our finite capacity that, you know, we can really believe that we have that much control is truly a foolish endeavor, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, there's like you said, there's so many things that are outside of our control. Yeah, totally. But if you can just surrender to knowing that, wow, I serve a God and I'm aligned with a God who is outside and beyond all these things. And I put my trust in him knowing that even if this is not working out right now, there's so many things, even when it comes to my, my real estate career, mm-hmm. so many things where, you know, especially early on, you're like, I don't, I don't really see how this is moving forward the way I really intended. Mm-hmm. But over time, as you truly lay everything before God and trust that, hey, you know what? I believe you put me here for a reason. I know mm-hmm. you put me in this career path to help other people, to align myself with other folks who are trying to accomplish these goals. I know it's not by accident. And and to watch how that's kind of pieced together slowly over time to see how something started as nothing and has grown into something mm-hmm. beautiful. It's just like... Only God can really piece together these things. Mm-hmm. Part of that is a as a as a story of perseverance mm-hmm. and, and and grit. But I think the key is not allowing that sense of endurance and and grit to result in you thinking that oh I did that I I, mm-hmm. I made that I persevered. It's if anything, it's allowing that sense of adversity that you overcome to turn mm-hmm. into something where you realize that God brought you through. It's actually. Um, in, in the verse that I had looked up, Hebrews ten thirty six, patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. So I think there is really a true relationship between this idea of long suffering, endurance, and and patience, and 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 using those moments to rely on God to see what else He has for you, as opposed to using those moments mm-hmm. to say. I, I'm that guy. I did that. I mm-hmm. overcame that. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, we have to use those moments to open up our eyes to realize that, oh, someone outside of me has helped me to persist this way. Mm-hmm. I think the catch is losing yourself in, in, in getting high off your own supply right. in the process. Yeah. You got to know where the power source yeah. is. And without that, everything else that's functioning or working Ooh, in your well, life. Let me tell you, I like to yeah. get, in my own natural state, I like to get <laughs> high. <laughs> high off my own uh, supply i'm I telling you i love that you. for you and that the good part about that is that you're very confident you know you live like no, i promise you guys not hardly anything can get isaiah down like he's literally just high as a kite um Perhaps but it's a gift and a curse yeah maybe it's a little bit of both and i think the the, the benefit to that right it's like i said being confident but not in yourself, but right. confident in the nature of 100%. God, confident in the character of God, confident in the fact that, you know, and I love how, you know, little David, when he was faced with the giant, he, little David didn't walk out. He knew, he knew better than to have the audacity to claim mm. his stature was good enough. His ability to handle that slingshot was good enough. He said, you know, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine that you would come against, you know? His God. And so he knew the grandeur of his God in relation to the giant that was before him. And that's what he stood on. And that's kind of the illustration I often carry when I go into anything, right? Into the workplace. When I used to study for tests, for anything, I would always remind myself, you know, whatever this thing is in front of me, whatever I'm working towards, I've got a God that is bigger. And I wish that thing would try to come against me. Mm. I wish that thing would try to defeat me. I wish that thing would Mm. try to come 
for your girl because mm. the victory is mine. And so that level of like confidence was not out of my own ability or my know-how. No, like even the ability to study, the ability to comprehend, the ability to do things I know comes from the Lord. And that's also illustrated in scripture um, in John 15 where he tells us like, apart from me, you know, apart from the vine, you can't yeah. do anything. Like yeah. you can't. And so I think I think that idea is also to tie those different things together between like the, the the endurance and the humility. I think that idea is tied together really well also mm-hmm. through the story in I think it's Luke. I think it's Luke chapter 5 oh, where um the fishermen, the, the disciples have been on the boat with Jesus mm-hmm. and he tells them to cast the net out into the, into the deep waters. And they're like, man, we've been, we've been, we've, we've been, been fishing all night yeah. and it hasn't really come through. Mm-hmm. And he tells, he tells them again to, to put the net into deep waters and they ultimately do it. I think the, the trap there, and sometimes if I could relate that to us is that when we do something over and over again, we feel like, okay, well, I tried it, it hasn't worked, and I've explored everything there is to it, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more you can anyone can do for me because I've already turned that corner. But mm-hmm. when Jesus tells them to do something again that they've already tried, their willingness to do it shows the the belief that, okay, maybe God has something for me. Maybe God is capable of doing something mm-hmm. even in a, in a capacity or arena where there is nothing that I've seen for myself. Mm-hmm. I think the trap there is if you were to be like, nah, God, I'm, I'm good because I've, I've already, mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done yeah. that. And there's, there's really nothing there. But I think in the same way in our own life, our willingness to say, Hey, I need, I need God. And I'm willing to look to him regardless of what it has seemed like and regardless of what I have tried along the way. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because I think that speaks to both sides of the coin, right? Either, like, even in not doing enough and still believing that from your own perspective and saying, you know, I'm done, I'm good, like, I've tried it, I'm I'm not right. going to try again. Mm. But then having, you know, that, that also speaks to mm. a person's personal confidence and pride in themselves because then they're still believing that at the core mm. they're the ones doing it. Versus saying, you know, at your word, we'll cast on the net, you know. And I like, you know, in all regards saying, you know what, God, to have comes from you. Right. The things that are withheld are intentionally from right. you. And if God wants to change that at a drop of a dime, guess it, what? He it's will. It's his prerogative. It's his prerogative. And he's using us merely as vessels to do something bigger to glorify himself in something bigger and as long as we're willing to play our part and just being the vessels right not being we're not the star of the story i think that's an important that's why i feel like senseless senseless self-determined grit i think is actually pretty foolish really when you when you think about it that Mm -hmm. way i think there are elements to to this idea of long-standing endurance or grit in that Mm -hmm. in those terms that are really beneficial i think you know like that book talks about there is direct correlations between people who are successful and those who are willing to or able to withstand over long periods of time. Mm -hmm. But I think the true, like the true definition of real grit or, you know, true grit is ultimately when that longstanding ability to endure coupled with a belief that it's only God that gives you that and, and, and only God that could truly unlock something within that, that really opens 
up that world to something mm-hmm. far greater than mm-hmm. just a belief in mm-hmm. one own's ability to to keep going. Correct, yeah. And I think as we know at the end of the day what is the ultimate purpose here? Is it something that you're doing that you're enduring for right. your own self? Right. Or and you having God bless your right. endeavors? Right. Or is it us tacking on to what God is doing? Yes. When he's doing it, yes. how he's doing it, Come where on. he's doing it, and for whom he's doing it. Right. And when you can tack on to whatever God's doing, you're unstoppable. Anytime you're you know? aligned to a larger sense of purpose that yeah. God's put his stamp on, mm. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And that's actually yeah. when true endurance, I think, shows up. Is when you're like, yo, I don't. it doesn't matter how long it takes. God said it. If God said it and God's lined yeah. up with this, then I'm, I'm going to go. I'm and I'm going to do yeah. it and I'm going to stand I'm with, with it. it yeah. Because guess what? It's going to go down. Yeah. It's going to go down yeah. because yeah. God's stamp is on that. That part, You yeah. know what I'm saying? As yeah. opposed to us stamping our own thing and just hoping that God you know, if we, if we stick it yeah. out, if we stick it out for long enough, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Not to take anything away from, you know, any sense of determination, but I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the place where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to have grit just for the sake of having grit. Mm-hmm. I want to have, I hate God, to say it. Godly I, grit. I, I hate to say, say it. it. I really do. Say it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I want to have that godly grit. <laughs> that's what I want, man. That's yeah, what I really want at the end of the day. Sign me up. I was trying not to say it. I really tried He's so hard. I'm sorry, that man. Rubs off on him, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, if, if I disappointed anybody with the use of that uh, alliteration, I apologize. But, <laughs> but the it's, heart it, behind it's it, solid. But, it's, but it is what it is. It yeah, is what it is. It is. And on that note, we will wrap up this podcast. I feel like we've kind of man, touched Logan on... always tries to turn the party off way before I'm, I'm ready to turn the party off. <laughs> Isaiah's ready to no, continue. No, but you're right. I think, I think, yeah. we, I, I think that's, that's, the, that's the point. Yeah. And I know that there's still a lot there. I mean, just because we ended on the podcast obviously doesn't mean that yeah. the story ends with us and our own personal development. Hopefully this that. spurs a conversation amongst you within yourself and amongst and, yourselves. And ourselves. And um, of course ourselves. We're still talking about it. <laughs> We're still talking yeah, about it. About what that looks like to actually be humble, sit down when mm-hmm. we're ready to take hold up, hold up. You know, that part. Um, try to take the credit for ourselves and understand that all things really are by God, for God, through God, all yep. of the above. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And hold on, do we do we have a sponsor today? We do. Oh. So Isaiah normally is the touch point for our sponsor, who is <laughs> on a very regular basis. Tedris Team Realty, a luxury real estate company here in Los Angeles. But for those of you guys that have been tracking with us on social media. You will be pleased to find out that um, I have joined the team, what? everybody. Uh, Isaiah had asked me um, whether or not I'd be interested in joining Tedra's team. And yes, while my background is pharmacy, I thought it would be interesting to take, you know, my last position was manage, a lot of management. So um, I kind of just had a love for, you know, serving clients. I love the idea of creating systems to make things better uh i, I love said, baby come join me I and love make details. us better I love make management. us better so he's asked me to head operations and marketing and so i've joined and i'm excited for what comes with it already i you know stand with the ethos of the company that focuses on excellence service and commitment which are values of mine as well and so 
I'm excited to see what happens. And so for those of you guys that are looking for real estate in LA, if you want to buy, sell, or invest, come and see us. But even if you're out of state, don't you worry. Uh, we have, um, we call it real estate matchmaking, more on that to come. But it's basically just a referral system where we can vet out people in your city. Find good realtors if you're looking for someone that has a specialty in investments or a specialty in just selling or buying or any of the above, uh, and we can get you connected um, with someone that's trustworthy and someone that's going to be on your side. The same way we would be in L.A., just another one of us in another city. So uh, definitely follow us on the socials at Tedros Team. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Email or text. I wish you guys could see me right now. I could just, I could just kiss my wife on the mouth. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you're not going to elaborate? <laughs> That's fun. Thanks, babe. Uh, so how do you recover from a statement like that? I'll move. I think, I think we just wrap it up. I think we just wrap I up the show. I think so, too. Um, um, cool. And so on that note, uh, as I had mentioned, socials for at Tedros team, definitely follow us on Instagram as well, between Isaiah and myself, at lightandlove.life and at Isaiah Tedros. And you know what? We were hoping to do an Ask Loseus segment on this part of the episode, but we ain't got no questions from y'all. The questions that we do have are questions regarding love, and so we are wanting to keep the questions geared around each individual topic. We'll give you some more space, so if you want or have any questions about anything under the sun, um... Throw them our way and we will compartmentalize those questions so that we can ask it during the podcast. And so uh, we will leave that space open. Email us, DM us. I would say text us, but I'm not going to give you all my number. If you got it, text me. 405. No. <laughs> That's the Oklahoma zip code. <laughs> gang, gang, till I die. Okay. Anyways, that's all we got for you. Uh, if you liked or even loved today's episode, as we had mentioned before, rate it. Please, on Spotify, leave us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts. And again, be sure to follow us on all socials. Outside of that... You're getting really good at like this whole formal podcast oh, talk Oh, I know. I I'm know. like, wow, this is, that sounds like, I like that. Like a real podcast. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> we are a real podcast. I mean, cool. We're for getting real. there. Yeah, We're getting yeah, better. Real. Appreciate you guys. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Peace.